subscribers for mature audiences only. Please have your fake ID ready. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition. Featuring Sean Priest, Tim Schwartz, Robin Christofferson, Sally Clay. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. Hey, welcome to another show. It is the weekend edition for Easter Sunday. We've got Sally Clay with us. Sally Clay, how are you? Get out my Easter eggs. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> I would absolutely have a nibble on your Easter eggs if I had the oh, chance. Come here, no, no, that wasn't oh. what I was talking about at all, you naughty boys. I, I was Oof. talking about Easter eggs. I don't know what you're yeah, thinking of. Sure. Yeah. So, so the only thing that gets me interested is chocolate, as you well yeah. know. Yeah, no, well, get away from my Easter eggs because they're mine. Can I tell you something? Sean Priest, who by the way is also here. Hey, Sean Priest. You're right. Who are who are? Thank you. <laughs> Such a weird intro to this program, isn't it? Um, but yeah, basically, uh, Sean and I met up, what was this, about five years ago? You came up and um, I asked him on the... You remember this? I remember because it's one of those conversations that became legendary. Oh, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm slightly nervous. Nope. Carry on. So he says to me... Um, what, at least he wasn't at your wedding. Well, I said to him, what chocolate or, or, or sweets or maybe crisps oh, or, yes, or drinks, whatever right. you'd like in the house, and I'll, I'll get them in. And he's like, oh, whatever you're having. And I said, no, Sean, that's not how yeah. this works. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to tell me what you want. I'll get it for you, but it's yours. Right, you get mm-hmm. that. So if, let's say it's a bag of Maltesers, right? You get a bag of Maltesers, that's fine. But don't think for a second you're going to share my Maltesers. That mm-hmm. ain't happening. No, it was exactly in that tone as well. It wasn't a friendly, you know, jokey way. He was he was deadly serious. Oh, yeah. I was deadly. We don't I mean, share. I got no. so excited. I found two Galaxy Ripples the other day in the cupboard, and I thought, <laughs> honestly, I could have won the lottery at the same time, and I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> He's like a chocoholic. There's, it's, it's there's like crunches in the toilet cistern. There's, yeah, it's so true. You know, I'm exactly the same. Caramel thing. I don't get this. <gasps> caramel. Oh, dear. Oh, sorry. Really? Yeah, no, it's amazing. Basically what it is, it's kind of a hybrid between... Wait, do you remember the Caramax? Of with, course. Yeah. Well, if anyone not from the UK, it's kind of like a hybrid of a, um, a milky bar and a milk chocolate, a milk chocolate bar. <laughs> Oh, Gross. so good! I must Shut have, up, I, I don't, you! I don't like the, the caramel thing. I never liked the caram. What was it caramac? Caramac. Did you not like the caramac? No, I didn't like Get caramac. Out. Get out of my studio! I don't like white chocolate. <laughs> what? I, I no, hated it. Remember the white chocolate mice oh. as well? Oh yeah, I love them. Oh, oh so good. But these, this caramel thing is is um, it's more. It's, it's it's you know on the spectrum of chocolate, it's not white. The spectrum it's the, of chocolate. It's in the middle. It's kind of a golden, and it's like it, the shape of a galaxy bar. How so do it's you kind know? of like because I'm faker. I have, I have a daughter. Yeah, I'm, I'm lying. I'm a benefit cheat. I have I have children to tell me these kind of things. Trust me, I asked. Hang on. I, I love that's the question you ask your child. What colour is this chocolate? I, <laughs> I must know. Is this new? Am I missing something? Is, is this quite a new, new thing? Yeah, and you can get small ones, which have about six or seven Not interested. squares. Oh, is it and then you've trend? got a huge, great, enormous one. Oh, it's a fad. Is it like that? What's that other one? Red velvet chocolate cake or something? That's awful. Oh, I'm not bothered about that. I just okay. want caramel. Yeah, I, I know. I, I can't stand anything. You know, that's this obsession these days with salted caramel. 
Oh, no, tell me about what it. I don't this? get it either. Oh, it's just not, and it's, it's the same, you know, getting the Easter eggs. I mean, I must admit, you know, my wife and I, we don't generally bother too much with it, but we, we said, okay, we'll get a couple of Easter eggs in for the weekend. That's fine. And we, we don't we don't buy them for each other. We just buy a pile and then we just sort of eat through them. Oh, well, I do, in fairness. She doesn't really bother too <laughs> mean, much. Hang on. So you share with your wife, do you? No, 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 no. See, again, you don't even share with this. the wife. No, you, no. I, she will have her egg. I will have mine. There is no meeting of the. You know these couples that sit in restaurants and they sit sharing. For, a friend of mine had a relationship where <laughs> I, I would go out for dinner with him and his his partner, and my, my wife was and I were there, and they would sit and they'd be like, "Well, you should try this. Mm, you have a bit of that, and would you like to See, try I this?" Love all that. And I'm like, "If you, you know what." I've got my food here, and you've got your food there. You Urgh, eat yours, and I'll eat mine. <laughs> Leave me alone. Stephen, do you think there's maybe a slight bit of aspergic tendency in your personality? No, it's just I oh. like food. Yeah, he does like food. No, but food. Yeah, but I think it's the, it, it's the black and whiteness of it, Stephen, you know? Yeah. No well, offence to anybody with Asperger's. I'm sure my partner has it. Well, well, <laughs> Never I, take him to tapas bars. Oh, he, I, he I, just don't can't even do start it. me on that. No, that's oh, just such a dear. waste of my time. <laughs> I'll have the tapas to myself. You have your tapas. This is my tapas. That's yours. So sharing platter, sharing platter. It just doesn't yes. sit in my mind. I'm just like, because to me, what it means is that there's less food for me because you're eating it. You're absolutely yeah, but right. But hang on, then there's more because logic. they are eating. They're giving you some of theirs. No, I don't want their right? food. Yeah, no, gross. And because That's you know what? Food. Here's the thing, right? See, you know these selfish. people that go, oh, no, 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 it's not selfish. How is it selfish? It is, you've chosen, it is. You've, you've chosen to get a meal, well, right? No, but this so is the thing, said, right? I'm so you guys have chips. a consensual, uh, you, you, this, is, you, this gets prior consent. You don't have to do this. So you can you can choose not to do it. You yeah, know, you can no, opt I get out. That. I know, but you get these people, right? Well, go, what's the problem? You've got to try this. You've got to try this. You've got to try this. I'm like, I don't have to try it because guess what? I don't want to have your whatever the hell that is. I don't want it because you chose to eat it. You eat it. Enjoy. I'm having my fish and chips. Leave oh. me alone. Correct. I'm with you, sir. I'm with so you. I'm with, this... I'm with Freud here. There are some people that are more, <laughs> you know. What? Anal. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, well, I, 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 I don't, let's I don't change subject. <laughs> anyway, the question I was going to ask you was, yes. if you're getting a chocolate egg, oh yeah, yes. what Easter. are you going to get? Yeah, for Easter, what are you going to get? Milky bar buttons egg. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, oh, look, look, oh. You're it's such so a mummy, aren't you? Good, I oh, know. That's terrible. Funnily enough. Awful. <laughs> right, well, I would have, of course, the quality, the class, the Swedish chocolatiers that is linked. Oh, that, now that is quality, though. That, that is, is quality. amazing. I'm surprised at you with that. Oh, no, you'd be more of a oh. Cadbury's buttons. You stop it. I'm not a happy Smarties. shopper, no frills, uh, chocolate tasting light. Turkey substance. Twizzler egg, Sean, uh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you could get a golden nugget, a chicken nugget. A chicken oh, nugget. You know, I don't possess a chicken nugget. Thank you. You haven't lived. So no, you've had 48 lived. chicken dippers. Oh, I've, I've eaten them. I just don't possess them. Oh, right. Okay. I've definitely eaten them. Can I just say, let's move on from food a minute. Because no, hang on. I no, I'm quite no, enjoying this conversation. No, 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 I know you are. Forget the tech, right? I mean, just, just for a minute, right? Um, Blind guys talk food. Yeah, this is more interesting to me. Um, no, I mean, look, when it comes to it, it is anything with Cadbury's or Nestle, right? So Mars Bar, Rolo. Well, I'm not so keen on Rolo. You would think that the chocolate egg is just the same chocolate egg in every single pack. No, but it's not. not. No, 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 no. It's built around the chocolate of whatever it is. So if it's a Rolo, mm. if it's a Whisper, or whatever. And that's what really puts me off. So I always go for buttons or mm. what's the other one I like? 
Well, yeah, I suppose anything like that really was well, not not what's been. No, take your time. We'll we'll sit here and wait while you try to think what all the other ones are. List (laughs) off all the chocolate that you like. Can you get? Can I? I'm asking a question, right? Can you get a a huge Easter egg filled with the stuff that a Cadbury's cream egg is filled with? Oh, I'm sure (gasps) someone's done it. Would a that fondant? not just be the best? I fondant, yeah. I don't think fondant. you can. Fondant is the but creamy stuff. <laughs> it's not. It's fondant. That's fondant. what it's called. Do you mean fondant? Fondant, I think yes. he means, yeah. That's how, he's, he's trying to be posh. You see, that's because oh, it's Lind- Lindor. Yeah, Lindor. fondant. You can fondant. get those eggs, though. I mean, there was one in John Lewis this year. 1.5 kilograms. <laughs> Yum. That's crazy talk. <laughs> and I don't know what was in it. I think there was stuff in it as That's well. how much my left finger weighs. But yeah, they said, my left they said that the inside... See, when you actually cut this thing in half, it was so thick. You know, it wasn't mm. like those kind of really... Well, I wouldn't say what I was going to say, but thin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> family show Sunday, hi. Stop um, it. But yeah, Pizza. it was thin. Yeah, it was, it was just that thin chocolate, which, you know, can just... Go very Rubbish, quickly. insubstantial. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. What's happened to the Cadbury's dairy milk bars? You know those huge ones? I used to get oh, massive ones. the big kilo ones, that... ones you could get. Yeah, I used to get it at oh, Christmas, right? I don't like dairy it, milk. It was too dry. Oh, shut up. Shut too up. Too dry. Stephen, what, what, dry? what do you like dry? No, I like, I mean, I like buttons. I like... Um, so buttons, dairy milk. Cadbury's dairy milk. I think buttons I'm more Nestle are... than Cadbury's, to be honest. I is it like... Nestle or is it Nestle? Well, it's Nestle. It's Nestle. It's Nestle. I Come on. I, I, you're asking a connoisseur. Fondant. <laughs> it's Nestle. Um, but who, who does Galaxy? Is that Nestle? I don't know. But ga- or is it Galaxy? I don't know. Galaxy. Who, who I don't, things, don't know. Galaxy. Yeah, Morris. Whatever. But it's Morrison's, yeah. Milky um, Way. <laughs> own brand. I will say my Some kind favorite, of space reference. My favourite chocolate, weirdly, is from, is it Little? And it's they do like the fake Mars bars and the fake. Oh, Twixes. they do some great fake chocolate in there, oh, and it's so really nice. cheap. I know. Oh, do you know what my favourite is? Gillian, the Gillian shells. Oh, that's a bit oh. Posh, very posh. So, yeah, yeah, no, stop it. Cheap, you can get them really cheap in Lidl. I like Toffee. Oh, oh no, dreadful. you don't, do you? What oh, a waste I love of them. A That's what you buy for someone who you hate. Yeah, no, it no, is. No. It's a waste of chocolate. No, they taste gorgeous, right? And then you get that little packaging afterwards, and you can make a little model Dalek out of it. You can, there you, you go. You, you buy yeah, that. You can for, do, definitely do that. You buy that just to annoy Auntie Margaret. You know, it's just like you buy this just to annoy her because she. I love Toffee. My her, sister, her I can't stand teeth. them. My sister eats them. It's just, it's just, they're kind of they're. Sweets for people who are trying to be healthy or something. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech. (laughs) Allegedly. Anyway, so... We get some emails. Email. Email. I don't think they send it to us, just if we keep saying it. I have tried, Aww. trust me. You never know. Caramel. I keep shouting iPhone, 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 and no one Please, somebody send me, send me a caramel. Just send me a caramel. I'll be your friend for life. Okay. You can have a little Sally in I your pocket. I will also say, Sal, uh, shops are available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, that means you I have to go your, to them. You know, yesterday you were saying about using your personal independence payment for good. Well, maybe you could buy yourself a caramel. That'll make you feel better. Yeah, but it won't make me look better, will it? <laughs> I can't help you there. Um, but <laughs> yes, move on. Let's go on. Uh, Paul McCollum has written in. Um, he says hi to all of you in the uh, Blind Guy Talks text show. Very short email to point out that you can turn off the trackpad commander on the Mac. It's very simple. Um, just uh, rotate two fingers on the trackpad anti-clockwise, like a rotor gesture. Uh, simple as that, really. And uh, hopefully that will help some of you out. Uh, hang on a minute. That surely that just goes to the 
items in the rotor. I'm using two fingers here to do the rotor and it's going characters, navigation. Am I doing something wrong? Well, he says two fingers. Is it, is it two fingers or try three? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't use it. It doesn't do anything. It goes ding, ding. I'm well, how do you turn it on using that? I can't remember. I can't it's the remember same either. sort of gesture. I'm going to Google it. Let me see. We need to find out. We need to supply some accurate information here. Well, that's and the that first. Does, and that does... <laughs> come on. Right, come on, Sean. What have you found? Well, give me a chance. I'm using the narrator here. Hang on. Oh, he's using what the narrator. Week? Oh, well, see, we you could be on a map by that time. Next week. Right, OK. OK, moving on. Moving on while he tries to figure this out. An email from Toby who says, Hi, everyone. I'm really enjoying the podcast, although I'm finding it hard to keep up with the number of episodes. Yeah, so d- are we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to skip any in case I miss something. No. I have a question I hope you can answer. Uh, There are a couple of episodes I would like to keep for posterity. I'd like to download them to my Windows laptop so I can refer to them at a later date. But however hard I try, I have not been able to find a way to do this from the website. I can listen to episodes, but just don't see a way to download them. Am I asking for the impossible? I hope you can help, Toby. Um, Well, I did look into this for you, Toby, to try and find a way of adding some kind of download button. Um, But there doesn't seem to be a way to do it. Now, you can with some apps, I'm not sure about Windows, but I know on the Mac, for example, there's Downcast, which yep. you can actually download do the individual. Down, yeah, because you can download the, yeah. the MP3 files, which is cool, mm-hmm. and then you can just save them off. Um, I will say, though, Toby, just if it makes you feel any better, I know some podcasts often delete their early episodes. Uh, we're not going to do that, right? I know some podcasts do. I don't know how many we're allowed to have on our podcast feed, but I imagine it's fairly unlimited, right? I mean... You know, it's not like we're, we're doing this, you know, on, you know, some Seven days server somewhere that's, you know, a, a mate's server. You know, it's a proper service we're using, right? So I imagine we can keep them up there for a while. So if, if that's the concern that they'll be deleted off, um, don't worry about that. But um, it, it doesn't seem to be... viewing, though, or listening, offline listening. Well, there is that, yeah. But I guess you can also, if you wanted to, you could save the ones you wanted to on your device. You can actually save them and download them to straight the device, yeah. to the device yeah. and then it'll always be there. Um, but if you want them directly on your machine, you would probably have to use a third party. The other option is, if, you've, if you're on Windows especially, and you've got access to the RSS link, which is on the front page of the site, um, you could use the RSS link and then that will display the page in a very accessible you know, format, and it will show you all the MP3 links and you can go and download them from there. So you can do that if you want. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another way to do it. That's how I used to do it. Just take the RSS link and put it straight into, well, it was Internet Explorer in those days. In the old oh, days. When we were young. When we were so young. Old. Did you find it, Sean? <laughs> I did. It's the VO and the uh, two-finger rotor. Oh, uh, VO and the two fingers. Right. That, I guess, makes sense. And so can, can I just verify, trackpad commander... Is not the same thing as trackpad? Yes. Right. What was the question? (laughs) You're not even listening. Uh, Trackpad commander (laughs) is a way of interacting with voiceover, and it's very similar to the iPhone, so you swipe about on the uh, trackpad. Yeah, okay, but the trackpad itself is different, obviously. Yeah, the trackpad itself is... using it as a mouse. Is always yeah, yeah that's right yeah. and what okay. we were looking for is a way to disable the trackpad itself not just the trackpad commander so you don't accidentally touch yeah, it exactly. and move so the mouse cursor it. around. No, it's a, it's a good it's a good question because that I think is what's led to oh, the confusion. Well, with it's this. good when you're listening. I don't listen. What am I listening for? Oh. <laughs> I've turned up and I've created a show. What else do you want? If you want to try it, VO and counterclockwise with two I'm going fingers to do it right now, and it should turn off. Uh-oh, that's yep. Sally gone. It does, it does. <laughs> and it kills Zoom at the same time, <laughs> which is always handy. No, it um, does, it does it. Am I still here? Twist, 
You are. Yes, you are. And VO you twist boys? clockwise to turn it back turn on. Turn it back on again. There we there go. go. Simple, and really, isn't it? Thank you. Who was that email from? That was from Toby. a member of Toby. the public. Um, nice. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> His much. His name Paul, is Toby. I think it was. Uh, no, no, that, that, was that wasn't previous. Toby. That was Paul. I've got some comments, says, uh, who's that? Johan, who says, I've got some comments on some of your episodes regarding your Twitter discussion on the last uh, week and edition, as uh, the last weekend edition. Twitterific is my Twitter client of choice. I have mm-hmm. also tried Spring. But I still use Twitterific because for me, it is more stable, even though Spring has more features. Tweezcake for Mac is also an option, but I don't really like it much because the interface doesn't feel to me like a Mac app at all. Now, you might ask, why don't I just use the Twitter official app for iPhone and iPad or the Twitter Mac app or the Twitter web app? Well, it's because I don't like the idea of an algorithm choosing what I should see on Twitter. Also, I wanted to ask for the Mac users among you, do you use Audio Hijack to record for the podcast? And have you checked out version four? Says Johan. Well, um, let's start with the Twitter point. Um, yeah, I use Twitterific. I like Twitterific. Um, I think it's a really good app. It's good enough for what I need it to do. I must admit it's had its moments over the years, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a good app. Spring is, I'd say good. I've not got into it as much. It costs as well, doesn't it, Spring? It does. But, and I think, does Twitterific not cost? It's been I so long since I've had it so long, I don't know. I'm sure I had to buy it maybe at one time, but it wasn't much. But um, Very cheap. Yeah, I mean, if, I think we're talking a couple of quid, but yeah. But mm. Spring is, it seems to me just similar in, in so many ways that I feel, oh, I just use Twitterific, you know. They all feel a bit like the same thing, right? Chicken Nugget, uh, I'm sure Tweezcake, the, the, the TW Blue, it's all sort of the same. It almost seems like the same framework. Well, it's going to be the same Twitter API, right? But um, mm. yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, whatever works for you, right? We got the choice, so it's all cool. Well, the choice is one thing, but it's the features. So, for example, the two things I'm looking for, one is probably more general. I think most people should have access to, and that's adding alt text to images. Yeah. But mm-hmm. secondly, is scheduling. For me, that's a big deal, right? Because a lot of the stuff we do, I want to schedule the tweets in the morning. I don't want to be come back in to do that later. If I want to automate it, I can. Uh, and that's often been a challenge because Buffer was the only way to do it for a while, and Buffer's a horrible website to use. It is accessible, but, you know, it's that accessible. Yes. But it's not very usable. It's that accessibility that makes you hate yourself. Yes. Well, just you spend so much time going around the circles. I just can't <laughs> yeah. be bothered. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've thankfully now using, uh, well, Twitter, if it doesn't do scheduling, you can do alt text. So that's good. Um, but, you know, that, that uh, the Twitter website, which I'm going to talk about next week on the show, um, I'll show you how I'm using that to schedule tweets. And it's actually really... So really good, actually. But I, I take your point, though, uh, Johan. It's one of the reasons why I quite like Twitterific as well. You're not getting a lot of the ads and a lot of the crap, frankly, that you get <gasps> when it comes to Twitter. Wow. Well, if you're I eating your egg news. on Easter Sunday and have spluttered, I apologise. But it is. You know, it's a lot of rubbish you get on Twitter because it's giving you all this, this nonsense that it thinks you want to see. It's doing what Facebook mm-hmm. does, right, which is push content in front of you whereas Twitterific doesn't do that and other apps don't do that. Uh, as for Audio Hijack, no, we don't use it here. I don't use it because I don't feel the need for it, but it is a very good piece of software. I wish it was on Windows. It's one of those really cool Mac-only apps, and uh, the, the latest version has got some really um, useful features on it. I know Robin, I'm pretty sure it was Robin, was really excited about it. Um, I can't remember why now, but um, look, it's really accessible and uh, rogue amoeba uh, they, they it's do a great, great work. site, isn't it? They're, they're yeah. Amoebas, loads yeah. of different, and you can get. I think they're not. They're not all paid apps, are they? 
Um, most of them are, but you get bundle deals as well. So yeah, you exactly. Buy like They're a pretty good deals, money though. Off that, yeah. if you wanted. Uh, Greg in Pennsylvania writes in. Don't we just love an email from Greg in Pennsylvania? Hey. Uh, hello, techies. I listened to Robin's Twitter demo, and as one who has never been on Twitter, I have some very stupid questions. <laughs> You've come to the right place. Um, <laughs> when you post a tweet, who sees it? Okay, so we'll start with that one because there's a few questions here. If you post a tweet and nobody sees it, has it ever been posted at all? Yeah. Oh, Schrodinger's tweet. You know, the thing about Twitter is essentially you have people who follow you. So someone who would want to say, we all started following you, Greg. We find out that you're Greg in Pennsylvania, and, you know, at Greg in Pennsylvania, which would be your name, right, for example. And then we would find you there. We would follow you and then we would see your tweets. And that's essentially it, right? And you can follow other people and they can choose to follow you. And essentially that's how you grow your your um, your audience, essentially, or you grow the people who are uh, your, in your followers list, and then they see what you tweet. They can also forward that. They can retweet. They can retweet you, it. Oh, yeah, they can quote they can, tweet you. You can suggest followers, I think, can't you, as well? So yeah. if, if you think somebody's um, a good person to follow, you can actually suggest them to somebody else or whatever. Uh, what does a hashtag do? It's a great question. A lot of people don't know what these things are. Mm. Yeah, Maybe. I'm one of them. Carry on. <laughs> really? You don't well, know do what you want me to is? tell you then? Go on, yes, Sal. please. Tell, educate Sean, will you? I'm going to educate, right? Right, Sean. Well, a hashtag is a way to um, mark things by subject. So, for example, if you put hashtag Sean is an idiot um, mm -hmm. on Twitter, then everything pertaining to Sean is an idiot would be listed um, the tweet in the tweets in the search results that you see. So then you'd see like everything pertaining to that particular subject matter listed in a, in a way that's easy to scroll up and down. Is that okay, so, Stephen? So a hashtag yeah. is like a search keyword. Then you can search for a specific hashtag. Well, yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, you can search for that, or you can. For example, there's loads of different things you can put, and and lots of people have the same hashtag. So everything pertaining to that hashtag would then come up. So not just stuff that you'd put in, but stuff that other people had put in as well. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Cool. You Thank see you it very during much. events like so, CSUN or Site Village or whatever. You know, they may have usernames for accounts that you can follow but sometimes like for example i use the hashtag the weekend edition for the show right mm -hmm. so if you want to go back and find out what was on previous editions you can just search for the hashtag the weekend edition all one word and you know all of our episodes and everything will come up uh, what does following someone mean well we kind of touched on that i suppose but essentially it's it's stalking them yes <laughs> <laughs> outside your house. Well, you know, these days that's the thing, right? You don't have to stalk someone by sitting outside their house. You just follow them online, uh, which means they can essentially see what you're posting, Greg. That's it. So wherever you tweet something, if you tweet, um, yeah, the nice cake for breakfast, then, you know, and you put a picture up with alt text, obviously, um, mm -hmm. then, you know, they'll see that and they'll see your tweet <laughs> and they'll see your cake and they can then see, it's I like that cake. Um, they can retweet your cake and so on. Yeah. I like it. Fascinating. It's like Facebook friends, isn't it? It's the same thing. You yeah, know, you get similar. friends who can see what sort you post of, up on Facebook. But the thing with friends is that you can interact, whereas the, the followers, it's much more about just looking at what they do. It's, more, it's much more of a passive yeah. position. Mm. Um, okay, let's get a voicemail. And this is uh, Felix who got in touch with us on our... I'm going to call it the Felix line because um, do 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 Felix do is the only one that ever uses this phone line. So if you... <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you want to call in and leave us a voicemail, you can do. We'll give you the number at the end, of course. But, uh, yeah, Felix has been in touch. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, everyone on Blind Guy Talks Tech. Uh, uh, as always, enjoying the show. Yeah, as always. And, um, yeah, really enjoyed this week's topics. But this week, I can't pose a question because I'm a bit uh, 
uh, stuck is, is probably the best way to put it. Um, I started a new uh, broadcasting course and really enjoying it, but um, we're required to use a Mac, and it's been a while. In fact, it's been over 10 years since I used a Mac. Um, now, uh, for one of my modules, I'm required to use Adobe Audition. I think, if I'm correct, Stephen, you use Adobe Audition. So I'm wondering if I can get some ideas of, of how I can get some um, or at least keystrokes or some resources you guys might know of what I can of what I can use to try and learn how to um, edit edit and do and create jingles and that sort of stuff in Adobe Audition. Um, it's just, I mean I in a previous email I did say I was using Reaper but uh, and had used Adobe Audition but that was on Windows and not Mac. So yeah, if anyone can give me any pointers or any ideas that would be great. Um, and uh, I'll continue listening and enjoying the show. Thanks, guys. And this is probably one of my shortest messages yet. Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the point. Hope to, hope to uh, listen to the next episodes, and we shall talk soon. This is Felix. Bye for now. Thank you, Felix. Did you ever find that in phone calls? It's so difficult sometimes. to Once you've said, I'm going to go, or... Yes. And then it's like, how do you wrap it up? How do you just... I'm going now. Bye-bye. 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 Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to leave. Uh, okay, well, hang up now. I, know, I do this all the time. It's like, just hang up the phone. I know. My friend used to do that. And it used to hear him, and it used to make me absolutely kill myself. Because he used to go... And it sounded like Mars attack. What's wrong with that? That's what I do. I've got a film reference. I love it. I hated that film because at the end with the whole head squashing thing, disgusting. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was awful. Right, this, this question's on you, though, Stephen. It's all yours. Yeah. Oh, well, fine. Uh, well, look, we kind of, well, we should say we actually answered this question directly to Felix this week, Sean and I, uh, because he <laughs> um, he was on a, a call with us. Uh, I was, well, both of us were on a chat with the RNIB Technology for Life team and the volunteers who uh, go out and, and, you know, help blinded, partially sighted people around the country. And uh, we would do this regularly. And Felix was on the call, which was brilliant. So afterwards, oh, he God. asked us this question, which was great. But um, yeah, so Adobe Edition, for people who wonder about this, because I have talked about using it in the past, I have to be very clear on this. I used version 3, which is a very old version, a bit like what Sally was saying yesterday about old apps and, and Club Deck and all that stuff, um, or older versions of them. Sometimes they just work better. Um, I did try the latest version of Adobe Edition from when they started the whole Creative Cloud thing. Um, and I thought, like, okay, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. Surely it'll be, you know, if not better, at least the same. It wasn't even that. It was terrible. Um, a lot of the accessible areas in that, that app, I mean, I'm talking basic stuff like dialogue boxes, which is not accessible. <sighs> this was on PC mm. and on Mac. I tried both and neither of them worked. It was even worse on the Mac, but certainly not anyone near as good on the PC. Um, the way I used Adobe Edition 3 at that time was just by essentially, you know, the, the menus at least were accessible. The dialogue boxes were accessible. So I was able to get in and man manipulate some of the keyboard shortcuts to make it work for me. So very basic stuff, you know, um, using, uh, what do you call them? The brackets for selection, ASDF to navigate around the different, you know, envelopes once we created them and space, you know, to play and stop. And that was kind of it. That's all I was using it for. Um, it did what I needed it to do, but, you know, in no way would you consider that a fully accessible product because a lot of the features of it, a lot of the fun stuff that you might want to add in, like, like compression or, you know, adding in effects and all that, 
Mm. That was all out of bounds. Um, <sighs> so, no, I, I would strongly advise getting away from Adobe Edition. If And I know, Felix, you've told us before, you're a Reaper guy. So he's using Reaper on Windows, but they're, they're wanting him to use the Mac. So it's a case of, right, well, and I have to use something else. And obviously that's not ideal. So, yeah, I think you're going to have to, I think you have to bite the bullet and stick with um, Reaper and, and face the consequences on that one because it's the only way you're going to get the job done. Adobe Edition is not going to work for you. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's about whether you want, what you, how you want to get the job done because ultimately that, that's the end goal, isn't it? Yeah. Getting the job done. Well, it is. But, I mean, how flexible is the university or college going to be? Does I've definitely it... found that colleges and universities, if you explain to them what the deal is, they don't tend to be too antsy about you using whatever means you use to get the, the job done. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the key. It shouldn't be. As long as you, you're you able to produce the final results. But here's the thing, right? That, we that we often it. don't like... I mean, I say we, we wouldn't. We'd, we'd be quite happy to do this. But there are some of us out there who... And I think Felix probably is in this category a little bit where... You don't want to cause a fuss. You know, you don't want to be the, no. the odd one out. You don't want to be... It definitely making... wouldn't be us, though, would it? No, it's definitely not us. No. <laughs> Quite happily roar in there and be like, I yeah. think not. Um, <laughs> but that's us, right? And a lot of people don't have the confidence to do that. No, they don't. But, you, but I'll say one thing, right? A friend of mine who... Um, I'll never forget this line. He said to me, you cannot be a shrinking violet when you're blind. No, you can't. And I think that's so true. You know, you, you have got to stand up for yourself because no one else will, right? No one else around you will, unless you had another couple of blind people in the in the class who could mm -hmm. sort of say, yeah, yeah, you know what, this is right. Of course, you've got to get them on side first. Well, um, that's it, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't always work either, right? <laughs> but, um, Wait, it's not only that, though, because Felix did say, you know, oh, they, they, they're they really nice. You know, the lecturers and everything, yep. and the, the, the team behind it, they're all really nice people. So I, I don't really want to you know, upset them or anything. And that, that's part of it because everyone means well. But at the end of the day, if you're missing out through no fault of your own because some software isn't accessible or someone won't accommodate your needs, then, you know, you really do need to say something. You well, don't have to be it. horrible and, and about it. No, yeah, you don't exactly. need it's to be. Torn, you it? can just be firm but fair sort of thing, can't yeah. you? Um, but getting back to your point about being a shrinking violet when you can't see, I'm affectionately named uh, lots of awful things by my partner and friends. Fairy <laughs> elephant is one of them by my friends. And uh, bull is what my partner calls me. Wow. And Maggie, my brother calls me Maggie Thatcher. So, and well, it's you're, basically... You're so loved. It's, I know, uh, I'm, really, I'm, yeah. I'm really feeling the love here and the appreciation. <laughs> but and I think it is I think it is a byproduct of not being able to see of having not been able to see from birth you know properly from birth and it is having to fight your corner all the time you know making sure that you're getting and advocating for what you need and I definitely feel that that is actually not necessarily a natural part of my personality to be a bulldozer or an elephant fairy elephant or whatever you know it is actually to be shut up <laughs> it is actually to be you know yeah. slightly more introverted and, and then yet it's kind of been a necessity as well but I've, I've equally met many blind people born blind who mm -hmm. are the exact opposite uh, yeah i agree but for me i feel that in order to get what i want out of life because that's the thing i want I don't want to miss out. And I think the FOMO kind of trumps everything. So therefore, I don't want to be told how things should be or whatever. Therefore, if I want to get the same as everybody else, and I was always the only blind kid in the family, only blind kid at school, didn't have any other blind friends, rah, rah, rah. Poor me. Get the violins out, guys. No, it's but, so sad. Oh, but no, it's sadder than that, Sean. Oh. Thank you.
Um, but you know, in, in all seriousness, it is actually what? you know it is something that you you it, they become attributes of your personality that weren't necessarily there to begin with. And yeah, you're right that some people they they don't have those attributes and they never will because they don't want them. That's not part of their natural character. But I I do feel that being loud and super um, uh, brusque and and just militant has had to be part of my life. And I and I don't necessarily think that would be have been there if I could see. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but it depends on the situation, right? Because we talked about, mm. you know, um, positive um, advocacy before. Uh, mm. It does. And in this case with Felix, you know, as he said, that they're, they're trying to be, um, they're, yeah, they're, they're really nice people. Him. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, you know, it's not working out. So you wouldn't be um, particularly brutal with well, someone who's stamping Well, you wouldn't need to be brutal in this situation. No, right? exactly. Because you can actually be assertive. Yeah. Um, and and I, th I would say, by and large, as time progresses, being assertive is actually more beneficial than having to be bullish. Absolutely. You know? But I definitely felt that, and maybe it's my age, but I definitely felt that in the past that being bullish was the only way that I'd get what I want. Yeah. You see, I, I think that, again, and I don't want to drift back too much into this because I know we've talked no. about it a lot, but, um, but I still think it's relevant to this, is that a lot of that is to do with the dealing with the problem of sight loss slash blindness slash you know insert your version or word here um and i think that's a lot to do with that right because i, I went through a little bit of that when when things were getting bad and i got very angry and i just lived in anger for a long time and i would do that thing where i'd go into a room and someone would say something about it and i'd be like no 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 you no, yeah you're wrong you know it has to be done and then you realize at some point you've got to take a beat and say hang on and for a start and it's interesting you say you don't feel that's part necessarily a part of you that would have been there before because I certainly don't feel anymore that's part of me but it was there for a while so I get that I get that kind of it, you almost feel this need to do it this almost the the, the immediate requirement to jump into a situation and say yeah, yeah, well hang on you know and it's like right just take a beat mm. you know especially in Felix's case he's clearly not going to go in there and start World War 3 he, he won't need to no and that's the thing and it's recognising when you need to and definitely as, as you get older it but but I, I think, I think social media weaponizes this a lot of the time, and I know it does mm -hmm, with a lot mm -hmm. of things. But you know, it, because these social networks highlight to you the extremities of everything. Um, I saw someone the other day; they were talking about you know they were going for a, a job, and they're saying you know I'm thinking about what equipment I might need through access to work. And you know, I saw a tweet from someone saying, "Well, you better make sure they know that it's their legal right to do it." And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh no, no, no! Don't yeah, that's not helpful. That. You know, come yeah. on. You know, it's like that's never that's it's never a good place to start bringing lawyers into a room, right? At, on day one, you know, it's like that's not how you start a relationship with a new boss. It's not a new company. I'm not saying that you sit there and take whatever they give you either. It's having the knowledge, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast to show people what's out there. So they've got the knowledge to say, right, you know, look, this is an interesting product. This could be good for me. This would be handy to know about. And, you know, I, I actually get the feeling, funny enough, that from, from what Felix is saying, that actually he would be firm but fair mm -hmm. in, in himself, but and also that he wants to start from the place that he's at with the college. You know, they've said, they've recommended that, that they use that and he wants to try and maybe, I'm, I mean, I'm putting words into your mouth, Felix, sorry, so correct us if we're wrong, but that he wants to try and go with what everybody else is, you know, do do the same as other people just for the, for the sake of the same experience, you know, as much as possible. So it's only when that fails that then maybe you go, well, swords broken, draw your dagger sort of thing, you know. Be nice until it's time not to be nice, I think is the, yeah, the way. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And what's Adobe playing at? Audition. I mean, it's a you know, it's a standard in the industry, and yet 
it's getting worse when it comes to accessibility. They should be ashamed of themselves as well. Well, here's the thing. I, I would agree with that. I am not convinced they are the standard that people think they are. I think that, yes, radio stations still use them. I know a lot of journalists still use them. I think there's a lot of legacy in that. But the truth is, I think most people are moving away to other platforms. There's other, I mean, Reaper. Reaper's a brilliant platform. Now, I'm not into it yet. I may never be. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> think I need it to be brutally honest. Audacity does the job fine for well, what I need. Well, that's it. But I've, I've got to say, I'm in the sighted. I mean, I'm I'm not in the sighted world of production, audio production, admittedly. But I've got a lot of friends who are, and they none of them use Reaper though. Well, not maybe not in in the, yeah. I think it depends on the industry, and I, I tend to hear more about things like Logic or Logic. Fight, um, yeah. What's the other one? Um, Pro. Pro Tools. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't hear a lot of people talk about Adobe as much as they used to. No, I Not don't. It's, it's, always, it's Pro Tools, Logic. But what about for radio? Or, you know, audio well, radio, in the mainstream. In radio, and it's really, if I'm honest these days, and certainly my experience was radio news, they're all using Adobe Edition. That seems to be the way it goes because mm. it just seems to be the standard. Yeah, it's an interesting one, but yeah, I agree with you, Sean. It's not a good look for Adobe at all. They've got to sort this out. I mean, you know, you look at what Avid's done with Pro Tools over the years, mm. and yep. they've put so much effort into it on the Mac and Logic side as and, well. It's really um, yeah, Logic as well. It? The Mac is a great product for audio. This is the other thing, right? I was thinking about this the other day. You know, what's the best computer? And I, I instinctively think Mac now because of the creative stuff. Now, iMovie, I haven't played with it yet, but iMovie have apparently added a ton of new accessibility features in there, but I can't find any documentation. This drives me nuts about <laughs> Apple. Apple. There is nothing to tell me what any of it is. I'm like, even there's not even like a help article on the web I can find that shows me how to use iMovie as a blind guy. I'm like, come on, Apple. Is there nothing on YouTube? Has no one put anything out? There are a few videos doing the rounds. It's the usual, though, and no, no harm to the people who do it, but, you know, it's like eight hours of stuff and I'm like guys just shrink this down a bit you know just give yeah. me something in 10 minutes that I can understand give me just give me a key just give me a list of keyboard shortcuts I'll figure the mm. rest out uh, I'm starting to sound like Sally on this but it's true I know you really are aren't you but it's how long have you been get it done? For? yeah <laughs> Jane Jordan writes in just a quick hello to let you know I'm still hello, here Jane. and listening hello uh, no draft hello, yet but uh, this week has been crazy but I am enjoying all the content I did try to convince my husband that I really should get a Mantis Q40, but nope, too expensive. Oh, well, uh, I so want one for work now. Um, I've just gone through my second USB keyboard in only a few months. Ugh, I must find a much sturdier one. The left control key always gives first because I rely on it so much with JAWS navigating tables, switching windows. Any thoughts? <laughs> well, well, Stephen, <clears throat> are you sitting down, Jane? I recommend the uh, Logitech <laughs> MX Keys, which, uh, oddly enough, is the one keyboard I am loving. Um, it's sturdy, it's solid, it doesn't give me any hassle. The only thing I'd complain about it is, uh, obviously, we use our keyboards all the time, and I guess you don't think about this from... When you look at the, the stats on battery, because it's a wireless keyboard, so you don't think about the the stats on, on wireless really being a big problem. You know, you maybe say, oh, it'll last you 10 days or 10 weeks or whatever. But, of course, we're using the keyboard all the time. Mm. You know, we're not taking our hands off and using the mouse. So, you know, that's interesting. So, for me, I find the battery is not great. I've got to charge it every couple of days. It's actually to the point now I've just got a USB cable next to it and just pretty much leave it plugged in all the time, um, <laughs> which is easier. A couple of days, that's terrible. But I mean, again, keyboard batteries usually last months. But remember, it's all the time. And we're holding the keys down a lot of the time. So... You're constantly using it, right? So that, that is pretty bad, though. Even yeah, for, even that considered, not ideal. No, um, but yeah, I, I love this keyboard. I really do. And the Mini's good as well. It doesn't have the numpad on it, 
so that might be a problem for you. I use it mainly for the, well, mainly for my iDevices. I don't really use it for the computers because uh, I've got the, the main one for that. But yeah, that's my that's my recommendation. Sean, what's your you keyboard go. of the moment? Uh, well, I was going to say, I like the Logitech. I think the model number has actually changed. It used to be the K760, but it may be now the K750. Sexy name, I know. But if you look for uh, solar-powered Logitech Ooh. keyboard, I, re- I had three or four of these, and they were great. Obviously, Glasgow? four of them. We're not going to get one in Glasgow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. I mean, Sarah used one. I think we had one in the, the coffee uh, on the coffee table just for using the computer in the front room. And uh, they, they're just so good. They, they are laptop-style keyboards, so you don't get the separate, you know, uh, numpad or anything. But the fact that they're solar-powered was absolutely fantastic. You never had to worry about the, the batteries running out ever. And, uh, yeah, I really like those. Uh, Trouble was when I moved into the shed, the solar power went away. So uh, of course, I had to get another one. You could get a solar panel on your shed roof, and you could wire oh, it yeah. into your keyboard. I could, but I do have electricity in here anyway, Stephen. Do remember? Oh, so you'd rather a... kill the planet? Yes, thank right. you. Okay, just checking. Um, Rebecca, wow, writes throw in... me under the bus. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Right, get on with it. Rebecca writes in, I can't <laughs> wait for the next Mac demo. I love how you and the rest of the team are explaining concepts in less than 30 minutes. We don't do that at the weekends, I will say. Uh, <laughs> no. We, we try our best. Uh, she says, while I like TW Blue and Chicken Nugget, they do not have all the features of the Twitter app as you've described. Also, I want to ask, what numpad should I consider for the Mac? I hope to use the numpad commander at some point. The ability to customise navigation on the Mac gives it an advantage over Windows in some situations. Hope you feel better soon, Stephen. Oh, thanks, Rebecca. It's nice someone cares. Um, yeah, because so, we don't. <laughs> exactly. No. Um, so the numpad, <laughs> well, the one I talked about was the Satechi. Let me get this right. S-A-T-E-C-H-I. I think that's how you pronounce, uh, how you spell it. Satechi. Um, that's a company that actually creates a whole wide range of different um, accessories for Mac and mainly iDevices, I think. But yeah, that was the one I got. And it's really nice, really solid. It sits nicely next to the MacBook Air or next to the, um, if you've got, say, a Magic Keyboard for your computer, it'll sit nicely next to that. You can, of course, get the Magic uh, Keyboard with the numpad as well. You've got to buy it separately. And of course, it costs a ridiculous amount of money. Something like 100, it's 130 quid. I think the new one, wow, I think it's, I think it's 200 quid now for the new one in Space Gray. I think that's right. Um, it's madness. It's ridiculous. That's utter though. madness. I know. It's absolute nonsense for a keyboard, but it's got Touch ID in it, so woo! I mean, it's a nice feature, <laughs> actually, I suppose. That, You're that, really that, does, this. that justifies it a little bit more, though, doesn't it? I mean, having a fingerprint scanner built in. That's a nice feature. It's a really nice feature. And I kind of oh, wish, wish other keyboard manufacturers, you know, like Logitech, could get access to that because um, <laughs> that'd be really nice. I do like the Mac keyboard. I mean, the, I will say the Mac, I don't know how you find your cell on the MacBook Air, but. The, the MacBook Pro is beautiful on that keyboard. Do you like your keyboard? Or are you plugging it down? I actually do. I do. I really do. And you know, I had a um, an old MacBook that my partner gave to me. It was so old. I mean, the battery basically didn't work. It was awful. But the keyboard was horrific. This keyboard's great. It's really light, really easy to use. You don't accidentally press the wrong keys. I, I really do like it. Yeah, uh, so the Mac Thanks, keyboards Stephen. are fantastic. Yes, I, I built it especially <laughs> for you. Um, right, let's get another um, voicemail in. This is from Rill. Rill's back today uh, hey. with another question. Hello, this is Rill. I wanted to comment on Tim's verbal shiver 
about Chromevocs. Oh. <laughs> I have a Chromebook, which I enjoy using very much. It's a Pixelbook Go. It's lightweight, and I keep it handy on my couch for web browsing and other tasks. In the early days, Chromevox was very jangly. Someone described it as sounding like a toy piano. It does not do that anymore. It's quite grown up now and behaves as a good screen reader should. Here are the things I really like about my Pixelbook Go. The first is that I can turn on the screen reader easily by pressing Alt-Control-Z. That would be Z to most of you. <laughs> Secondly, I can log into my own settings and I can browse the web. I can do email. I can do YouTube videos if I would like. I can do Zoom. I can even go to a website called OneGuyTalksTech.com. Oh, you don't want to go to there. <laughs> and if that were not enough, <laughs> I can use Android apps. I can use the touch screen. And, and this is the coolest part of all, I can set up a Linux container, which I have done, and I can use Emacs, an old style text editor, to write and write and write. And then I can upload to Google Docs, and I can also use Google Docs directly. My daughter-in-law tells me that their school district starts kids on the Chromebook in fourth grade, so they'd be about nine or 10. Two years later in middle school, they get their own Chromebook and it's theirs to keep forever because after four years of middle school, uh, who would want their Chromebook? And here's the thing that strikes me as so interesting is that if one of the children in the middle school was blind, they could be given the same Chromebook. They could turn on the screen reader. They could log in. They could do all their work. And my grandson has done video work and recording and report writing and all the usual things. But that same blind child can go to any other Chromebook Say she's visiting a friend and wants to finish a report. She can go onto their Chromebook, log in with her credentials. The screen reader comes on all by itself at that point, and she writes her report in her Google Docs. She can then log out. They can turn off the screen reader, and the sighted friend can go back to using it as she did before. Anyway, that's my vote for Chromevox for its lighter uses, but I don't do a whole lot of heavy computing much of the time. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, I now know how to spell 
the seaside town. <laughs> She's great. Oh, I love those emails from and voicemails. Actually, I should say from Real. Thank you so much for that, Real. Uh, yeah, vote for the Chromebook. You know, it's funny. The Chromebook is just one of those devices. I I tend to. I know I always sound like a poo poo a little bit. It's like you know the way I joke around Android, and it is a joke. I mean, I'm not, I'm not poo pooing. It's a great device. I just for for me and for what we do and what I do, it's, it's not something I would necessarily want to have because it's not something I would use. Um, I'd always be looking for something else. I think that's the problem. I'd always be wanting to turn an app to edit something or do something else. And I'd feel, mm. well, why would I want to use that when I could just use the MacBook or the PC or whatever? Um, but it clearly is a great device. The kids love it. And, you know, Rome is a good point. You know, being able to just log into your own account um, from any device. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You don't. It doesn't even need to be yours. You can just log in. You can turn on your settings and all your uh, settings. I think all your uh, Chromebook settings carry with you as well, which is pretty cool. You don't get that with Mac or Windows. So, yeah, that, that's pretty nice. I think she makes a really good point there. It's about the use, right? I mean, for writing documents and email and browsing, absolutely fine. And Chromevox has come a long way from where it used to be. It's a bit like Narrator was back in the day, right? It was a little bit clunky at the beginning when it was uh you know a, a sort of the browser based um first edition of chromevox but it has come a long way so yeah i think you're absolutely right real i'm wondering Stephen, if you even looked at your chrome box yeah well yeah i bought the chrome box this was sadly this was like one of those you know 3am purchases i'm like i want to get one of those and then so i did oh yes and it sat in the box for about three months and then sean mm-hmm. said can we open this and then we did and then we recorded something we never aired it but you know it's because it's like whatever um <laughs> but you know it was just one of those I, it, what i love about the chrome box is it's it's like the mac mini for chrome right because it doesn't have a screen you don't need a screen you just plug it in and away you go this thing is even smaller than a mac mini so cute and it's got a bit of power in it. It's got an Intel Core i3, which doesn't really matter, I guess, when it comes to this, because ultimately it's um, it's a web browser, right? But you do yes. need a bit of power behind it when you're using the screen reader. So having that extra bit of power in there with the Intel Core i3 does make the difference. Um, but yeah, really nice uh, system. Very easy to set up, although for some reason, and this, I've got to say, I was impressed with myself at this. When I got mm-hmm. it, I'd got it on eBay, not it was on eBay, it was on Amazon, right? And when it arrived, it must have come from who knows where, but I could not work out what it was saying because it was speaking in a foreign language. Oh, yeah, I remember. (laughs) And I managed to, and I don't know how, but without knowing what the language even was, I figured out how to get it back to English. And I think that deserves a round of applause. Well done. Even if it means I have to press the key three on my keyboard here to make applause happen... (laughs) I think that still deserves that. Uh, yeah, I managed to change it from what I found out was German. Didn't sound any like German to me, but okay. But then I'm not. So you could have found me. I, I, I can, I can do German. Well, there you go. But see, I didn't need to because I'm such oh. a genius. I figured it out for myself. Google Docs have got a bit of uh, accessibility enhancement. I heard as well, which is Ooh. always nice. I don't that's know good. what. I, I have no idea what it is. So oh, yeah, that's a yeah. bit of a, yeah, a, 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 yeah just the the headline and nothing else. Um, <laughs> Welcome to our but, show. Yes, How have you found other. Google Docs, though, in general? Because I've always struggled well, a little bit with them. We used it for a while, didn't we, Stephen? When we were looking for a collaborative thing. Yeah, because we were looking for something we could work on a document together, but this was the problem. It, it actually gives you so much verbal feedback 
Yeah. But mm. too sometimes much. it was too almost much. impossible. Yeah. You know, you're typing something that'd be Sean is in your Sean is in your line. And I'm like, get out of my line. And she'd be like, <laughs> Sean is in my line. Sean is in your line. And I'm like, get, and then Sean is out your line. Sean is back in your line. Because he's obviously arrowing up and down. So it's constantly mm. telling right. me where he is. And I'm like, can you just not tell me where Sean is for five minutes? I know he's there. I dare you. Can you imagine if that was like real life? If you imagine that the AI gets to a point where you're just walking around, it's like Sally isn't in front of you. Sally's now at the left of you. Sally's now at the right of you. Well, it already does that. Is even soundscapes? You know, you're walking around, and you you know, and it tells. There's so much sometimes, and then you've got somebody else at the front. Can I help you? Do you know where you're going? You know, and then you go, oh god, shut up. <laughs> I think I actually think soundscapes a great point actually because what I think this technology has to do long term. I think the next iteration of accessibility is moving away from vocal commands or vocal, you know, speech essentially, and let's use sound. My, sound my, I yeah. think Microsoft has done a bit of work on this, trying to, and you know, I know Mac does it a little bit, but it's not there. Um, but using sound, I'll actually tell you, Chrome is very good at this. Funnily enough, that is one thing the Chrome uh, book is very good at because what it does is if you have headphones in as you move around the screen, it actually gives you audible. So for example, if you hit, say, the right side of a document, you'll hear that at that side. Oh, okay. Left side, up, down, you know, here, top, bottom. It's really incredible how they've done it. Um, and actually that is one uh, operating system that's done it. The interesting thing, of course, with Chrome is it's fairly new. So although you could criticize it for newness and you'd say, well, it's still got a long way to go, that's one argument. But there's also the argument <laughs> that says it's kind of ahead of itself in some ways. It's fresh. It's fresh, and it's got some new ideas, and it's trying new things. It's not stuck in all this legacy. Microsoft, good God, it's full of legacy stuff in Microsoft. Mm. Mac, a bit less so, but even so, voiceover, I don't think it's the same. Certainly not no. the same treatment as the overall OS gets. Um, yeah. Can I just say, talking of Soundscape, again, recently got an update to that, and they've added the uh, um, Apple shortcuts now. So... It's a little Ooh. bit weird how they do it. You need to open up Soundscape, go to the menu, and go to settings, and you'll find in there now shortcuts. And you actually add the ones you want through the Soundscape app. Um, what it allows you to do, basically, is say, hey, S, you know, you know the name. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's my location, for example? And it will use Soundscape to tell you the location. And also Ooh. really useful is uh, save current position as marker or something like that. So you can now use voice commands to control Soundscape. Now, Soundscape does need to be open. You know, the screen needs to be unlocked and Soundscape needs to be in the forefront. So there is a slight limitation to it, but it's really cool. I'm really looking forward to the time where you could say something like, you know, start, for example, I've got a route on my Soundscape for dog walk uh, home. So mm -hmm. I, I would be really great if you could just say, hey, Lady S, you know, start dog walk home uh, because it, you know, it really spoils it. I've got the, the Bose frames now, so I, the phone's in my pocket. But at the end of a, a route, you've got to get it out and then stop that, dismiss it and start a new route. Using voice control would be great. So, uh, yeah, check out the update to Soundscape. It's cool. Yeah, you use Go that, on. don't you, Sam? You use that. I do. I tend to use Blind Square a bit more um, just because it's what I'm familiar with. But, yeah, no, I do use Soundscape as well. Do you not find lot. Blind Square, and, and please tell me if it's changed because I, I hope it has, but I used to find Blind Square gave me so much information. So much. You can turn that, you can do different things. You can actually turn it off. But it's very difficult, for example, when you're on the phone on a phone call. Like, for example, I was on, on the phone to a friend and I was on the bus and I was... Um, trying to talk to them and their audio was really quiet and blind scare was just going rah, 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 
at me. And I thought, if you know, if I could just find out where my bus stop is, that would be mm. really useful. But there's about 50,000 other things that Blind Square is telling me. So uh, it's like yeah. it has all this. It, this is the problem sometimes with this tech, isn't it? It's like it's got all the information we want, but it's hard to it's extract. Got we don't want. Yeah, yeah, it's like, can you just tell me the bit of info I'm looking for? And it's also the, the the thing that's difficult about Blind Square, and I don't know what it's like on Soundscape. I haven't tried it at all. But it's when you're searching, for example, for a place that you haven't been before, and you want to mark that as your destination. Sometimes the keyword search is not great, so you could look put fire station so and so, and it will give you, you know, fire engine depot or something, you know, somewhere in the completely the wrong place. So it's very it can be really difficult because mm. I don't think its search um, accuracy is that great. I thought all that would run off the same, you know, like you'd be using Google Maps or something, or you or, know, it's, I think it's Foursquare that they use. Isn't it? Soundscape oh, uses uh, Open Maps, and um, yeah, Blind Square uses that and Foursquare. Hmm. Mm. I think Blind Square, uh, Blind Square has been going for the longest time, right? Mm -hmm. And the developer needs uh, so much uh, uh, oh. uh, admiration. Because it's revolutionised my mobility experience, yeah, genuinely. Absolutely. And he, he, man, he was constantly updating it. It did slow down recently, but mm. there was uh, an update was coming out every few months. And I noticed there was a, an update to it recently. Yeah, there was. Um, I saw that. I haven't used it for a long time. I did email him and say, you know, any chance of Bose Frames head tracking support? And he, <laughs> and he said, <laughs> I, I did have it in there, but uh, since Bose discontinued, I, I can't use it, uh, which is a, a shame. Oh, that's but a shame. yeah, that's why I'm using Soundscape. But uh, yeah, it's good to have that choice. And Lazarillo, I've just installed as well. That's Oh, I haven't nice. tried that yet. No, I've never yeah. tried it either. I, I was wanting to um, to try that. But well, yeah, that's but... what I thought. I haven't, I haven't actually used it sort of in the wild yet. So um, yeah, I will get back to you on that. I think the Soundscape one sounds quite good, though. I do like that because, again, it's that sound aspect rather than Exactly, having... and the fact that your positional feedback, you know, you have actually really got a sense of where stuff is. Yeah. I'm really glad I spent 83 quid on those headphones, I've or those Bose frames I've never opened yet. But that, <laughs> oh. you know, when, when these get opened, that tells you when I'm leaving the house. That's how you know, right? Exactly. Right you now, know what? Right I'm gonna, I'm, there's, there's another friend that we all know that never leaves the house. It drives me absolutely bonkers why these people don't get outside. It's just insane. It's scary out there. It's terrifying. It's smart, why, would you, yeah. why would you want to go outside? What, 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 what do I need to go outside for? Vitamin <laughs> D. Come on. You guys are all going to die when you're like 50. You're in Scotland. Oh, no, I am 50. Shut up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you'll die next week then. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Love you. I, I took the dog out the other day, right? Oh, yeah, but you go outside, don't you? I do, yes. But yes, twice a day I take the dog out. So anyway, look, uh, we, we joke about the, the me getting lost in hedges and stuff, which is absolutely true. Right? <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> but I've, I've, virtually, I've got no visual landmarks anymore. That's all gone. Mm -hmm. So um, now when I went out with the dog the other day and I walked to the end of the path and I've got soundscape, you know, oh, you're at the uh, poo bin at the start of the park. <laughs> I love so, uh, that's what I go to. And then it, as soon as I reach that, it says, OK, now I'm uh, the bench in the middle of the park is where it's heading mm -hmm. for. And then it takes me to the end of the path when I reach the bench. So it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I turn around and I walk parallel back to the start of that path, but I'm oh. walking on the field. And I thought I was walking right next to the hedge, you know, in parallel with the path. <laughs> and it turned out I heard a car right in <gasps> front of me. And I thought... You know what? I have absolutely no idea <laughs> where I was. Um, and I didn't have Soundscape on at that time. And I turned Soundscape on and it was telling me like the bin was four miles behind me. And I Oops. thought I was heading right towards it. <laughs> it's so easy 
to, I just thought I'm heading right next to that. I, yeah. I have no idea. Right to this day, I have no idea how I got so far off track. It I think it's me. so easy in a park, though, because there's no landmarks. There are, there are literally none. So you're, you're relying on your orientation, or, which is relational, surely. And if there's nothing to relate to, how can you orientate yourself? You know? Yeah, absolutely. But that, that Soundscape came into its own because actually I was, I was convinced I was in the right place. And Soundscape, when I turned it on, was telling me, you know, you, you need to turn around, the, the bin is behind you. Um, but <laughs> I, it was right. I should have trusted it. But it's it's really difficult. But yeah, it was really. I know. Cool. I've done that with Blind Square before. I've turned it off because I used to take my kids to gymnastics, and it's right in the middle of this big park, and there's no, there ain't no. I mean, I did actually learn. My partner taught me the the way to get there, uh, which is surprising that we're still together after that. But anyway, we did do it. <laughs> <laughs> we did do it, and I thought this is great. And I didn't. I did it without Blind Square, and I did manage to do it. But actually, with Blind Square. It was so much easier. And then I thought, oh, it's so easy. I'll do it without Blind Square. No, 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 never again. <laughs> never, ever again. I don't know where I ended up on a ski slope right <laughs> next to a ski lift, like a dry ski slope right near the ski lift. I was like... A- an elephant walked past. It was like... Yeah, you know, exactly. Oh then God. I realised that elephant was me. You know? <laughs> like, oh, God, yeah. The elephant Lost in elephant the in the park. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, have a wonderful Sunday. Have a wonderful Easter egg eating uh, event. Easter. Uh, why do you hate Easter? How can you hate Easter? No, who hates Easter? I said I you, happy Easter. Well, I thought you said you hate it. Right, okay. <laughs> Clean <laughs> your ears out. Stephen's Should we have a rendition hate. of chick, 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 chick? This is what happens when you uh, wear headphones all day. Chick, <laughs> you chick, lose chick, your chick, hearing. Chicken. Uh, no, obviously, we can't do that, can we? For me. No, I don't want those kind of eggs. I want the chocolate ones. Yes, please. Yum, yum, yum. Can we do that? We're not allowed, are we? To do what? Sing. Not allowed to sing, songs. no. No. Well, you can sing, but you have to pay for it. Okay, yeah. I can make one up. Chick, 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 chicken. Lay a little egg for me. There Ka-ching. we go. That's not their tune. I think. Yeah, I think the <laughs> lyrics were exactly the same there. Yeah. Okay. Chick, check, chuk, chuk, check on. Lay a little egg for me. Right, she's done. This, this is a right. bit like when you go to one of those shops, right? You go to the shops and they've got all the music on. And it's like, you know, Fra- yes. Frank Sinatra's cleaner doing this, doing you yes. know, I get a kick out of you. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. You get that in like uh, you know, yeah, in any any mate like um, any bargain shop. shop. Yes, yeah, uh, any small shop. Naming names, yes, yeah, exactly. We're, we're talking about spar. Anyway, um, that's it for us this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back again next week, of course, with more. Lots of shows coming your way. Lots of interesting topics. Oh my God, we've got so Every much interesting stuff. Day. Every day. Every uh, day. So <laughs> join us for that Monday to Friday on the podcast, and of course the weekend edition back with you next weekend. Uh, Sean and uh, Sally, thank you so much. And to Robin and Tim, um, I know Robin's off on holiday. Tim couldn't be with us this week. But, we miss uh, you. Yeah, we'll be back again with those guys, hopefully, all together again next week. So catch you then. Thank you. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.